going from being super codependent, so obsessed with what other people had to say about me to me stripping, being stripped of all that and finding the real me and helping other people. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hello, it's Morgan King, your host of the podcast Connect Back In. Thank you, as always, for being here and listening in, or if it's your first time, welcome. So happy to have you. I'm excited to share with you today's episode. I just got done interviewing Beatrice Kamau. I came across her uh, podcast called The Self-Love Fix. I was just searching for something new, and she has a ton of information where she focuses on self-love Um, reparenting, your inner child, codependency, all the things. And I'll tell you, when I initially reached out to her, I could already see um, the type of individual she was, not only through her podcast and social media and all that, but she already set up boundaries from the beginning, which I, I was so honored to see her do that for herself. And it just shows that she not only talks the talk, but she walks the walk. Um, So I'm pumped to give you a little bit of information more about Beatrice. So she's a registered dietitian by trade and an inner child healing coach by vocation. She's an expert in self-love and codependency healing and is the host of the podcast, The Self-Love Fix. When she's not busy sipping on her kombucha or sparkling water, you can find her diving deep into topics such as inner child healing, boundaries, self-alignment, and self-love and through her podcast, ebooks, and e-courses, and with all of her clients. Um, today, I titled the podcast, the self, or it was a lesson on self-love, the Mecca. And we talk about this in the episode, but I just want to start by saying, if you're going to focus on one area of your life that you want to improve, that will impact everything else. It really is self-love. And in this episode, we talk about where do you begin if you don't haven't been on this journey before? Maybe you have a lot of shame with who you are or you don't accept yourself just as you are. Where do you begin? Or if you're already on the journey, how can you continue moving forward? So Beatrice dives into who she is, um, how she started off on this journey and shares a ton of wisdom that I'm hoping will help support you on your self-love journey. So take a listen and enjoy. Okay. So um, I feel like everyone always starts the beginning of a podcast. So I'm like, thanks so much for taking the time to be here today. But like, sincerely, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I feel like, as I just mentioned to you prior to us recording this, is um, I just feel like you have something very special and unique. And I'm really excited to share with everybody today. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. I'm I just want to know from your perspective, like, tell me your story, how you got into the work that you do um, and like where your passion stems from. Because I think that's something that's so um, compelling to me. And when I listen to the self-love fix, like it, I can tell that this is something that you're extremely passionate about. So I just want to learn, like, where did that come from? Where did you get your beginning um, in this? 
Yeah. So it's really interesting because I'm actually, some people know this, some people don't. I'm actually a registered dietitian. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I was in grad school doing my, what we call the dietetic internship, which is kind of that final piece to let you take the board exam and be an actual registered dietitian. And at the same time, grad school, um, when I was going through that, <laughs> yes, yes, it was very intense. Um, so I had both programs going on at the same time, super intense. And everything from my childhood basically just had spilled over because I went to school out of state in okay. Texas. Okay. Because I'm, yeah, I'm from California. And so, yeah. um, or we both are. <laughs> but um, I'm actually originally from Wisconsin. Oh, you you're from Wisconsin. My, my little twang, like Midwest accent comes out. Like I've been in California for about eight years now. But, oh, you know, okay. So you live, yeah, you live here. You just, you're, but you're, you're an from original. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> transplant. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I had moved out and all, with all those things going on, being in Texas, doing two programs at the same time, all that stuff came up without me expecting it. Um, mm -hmm. And so basically I had a moment of self-awareness that I'd never had before where I realized like I had really perfectionistic tendencies to the point of my detriment and I, during school. And I said to myself, where is this coming from? Who taught you this? I've never in my life had a moment like that. Moments in my life where I had defeat usually ended up looking like, why aren't you working harder? Not mm -hmm. asking myself. Totally. Yeah. Not yeah. asking myself, where did this come from? Um, How so, did you get excuse me, how did you get awareness around that? Like, I just find that fascinating of like you having the wherewithal to see yourself and being like, I have these perfectionist issues. Cause like most people kind of go through that unobserved, if you will, until like something kind of breaks them. So was that this, was it like the stress of all the things going on? Like you being in a new city kind of like, I mean, college in general can be extremely stressful. Do you feel like that was it? Or like, what, you, what do you think brought the like awareness that that was what was happening? Yeah, it was a breaking point, definitely for me. I think that's what it was. I uh, had put it in my mind that I have to finish. I, it was an accelerated program, first of all. So I was doing all this in a year. Oh, and wow. so I was like, yeah. So I was like, I have to finish this and finish well. There was a lot of stress with passing the exams, things like that, because yeah. I knew I had to support myself. So that was a breaking point moment for me when um, when I say that I had the moment of where, awareness where uh, a preceptor of mine, someone who was teaching me the ropes, basically, uh, had told me I wasn't doing so well. It was oh. her. Yeah, it was her telling me that. And she was being not even harsh about it. She was just being giving constructive criticism, really. But at yeah. the time, it broke me. And then um, because all of that came out of the closet, like, how are you going to support yourself? How are you just, you know, falling down the rabbit hole? Totally. Yeah. So that's where the awareness came, where it was like a total breaking point for me. So then, okay, you get this awareness and like essentially this leader, if you will, was just like, she was recognizing something within you that you needed to recognize within yourself. And so then you did, which I think is huge because again, I feel like you only learn from experience. Like I could tell you, and you probably know this from your audience, like you can tell somebody something a hundred times until they're ready to hear it. It doesn't resonate, right? So it seems as though this was like this pivotal moment in your life where you were like ready to hear it. And then like, then what happened? So you're at this breaking point, like what happened after that? 
Yeah. You know, what's funny is I wasn't ready to hear it because I guess I had been so used to before I was in grad school in college. I, I was so used to like doing well, I guess it sounds terrible, but like, I was just used to um, no one saying anything. Crushing life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was so used to it. So when somebody was so direct and in a, in a proper way too, but they were direct about it. Like, Hey, I think you need more skill building in this area. I was like, Whoa, this reminds me of my childhood, I guess. Mm. So yeah. Like, but- oh, wait, you don't think I'm perfect. That means <laughs> like, And then you make that mean like 900 million things, right? Exactly. So I, I, it brought me to that, just a very like dark place, but I, somehow the awareness came to my mind out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Right. Right. So you like, you go through this dark experience and then like, sometimes that can define us. Like sometimes that's where the story, I mean, I don't want to say the story ends, but it's almost like that can overtake some people. And it sounds as though like this was a growth opportunity for you and you took like kind of the reins. I'm sure like, yes, our narrative of it makes it sound so much like easier of me just saying it. And then you overcame it. I'm sure like, I can't imagine just all of that information coming to you at one time was easy, but Mm -hmm. I'm assuming based on where you are with your business and everything else is that like, you were able to overcome this. And like, how do you think, like what happened? How did you look at this as like, eventually as this like growth thing that you wanted to help support others with? Yeah, that's a really good question. I had originally never really intended to um, help others with this because at the time I was just trying to help myself. You know, this was a couple of years back Yeah, I was, I I had no idea this was going to turn into what it turned into, which is me getting from or going from being super codependent, so obsessed with what other people had to say about me to me stripping, being stripped of all that and finding the real me and helping other people. I think at the time I was just like, we got to fix this. Something's, something's wrong. Let's reach out for help. Let's, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And like once you make that decision, then like the things just start showing up. And then you're like, I just feel like that's for me. Like once I make a decision of something, that's like when all the support, the books start falling off the shelf, the people start coming forward. And it's like the beginning of the journey. I can totally relate to everything you're saying so much. Like I remember um, when I experienced a trauma, similar thing, that was like, what do I want with my life? I could not answer that question. Like I couldn't even answer Mm -hmm. like, what, how do I feel about this? Like, how do I, what do I think about that? It was always like, how can I appease other people with this response so that everyone's comfortable? Like, I don't want anybody to be uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, like, yes, oh, exactly. How uncomfortable it is to eventually find out like, okay, I'm bigger than this. Like I'm more than just what other people want me to be. Um, and then expressing that, you know, like, I think there's so much to be said about discovering it and having the awareness around it and then actually acting from what you know. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. I went into it in the beginning. I can totally relate to what you're saying. And I went into it in the beginning, literally trying to fix this one little, what I thought was this one little problem of perfectionism only to discover it was the tip of the iceberg. Yes. So, yeah. So it's like, it's exactly what you said. Like all the things started coming. Um, it's like when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right. Yeah. So that's what ended up happening for me at that low point that I had. And it's almost like once you initially discover it, 
Mm-hmm. I, this is where I'm at right now is I always position myself on the podcast. Like I'm a peer. I'm just someone who's like read a lot of books, listened to a lot of podcasts and wants to share mm-hmm. the information that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a part of like, there's still more that I want to share, but like I get scared to do it because I almost feel like I'm not ready enough yet to come. Like people love fighting for their limitations. I feel like mm-hmm. um, and it's, I know they mean well. I know it's like just what they know and what they've been taught and their belief systems and all that. But there's like all this information that I want to share. And I'm like scared because mm. it's like I don't know it enough well yet where if someone came back at me, like that muscle's not strong enough yet to just be like, okay, cool. That's their opinion. I feel like I'd be like, oh, wait, maybe they're right. <laughs> maybe I don't know everything that I think I do. So right. I guess I'm saying that because it's like, where did you come then? from this experience to like then being, I mean, would you call yourself a teacher? I think you're a teacher. <laughs> uh, I would call, I guess I do teach, right? Yeah. Um, I I call myself a coach because I really believe in helping guide people back to themselves as opposed to teaching them a certain way to do things because there is no one size fits all. There are, you know, um, guidelines and outlines but at the same time it's like we all have different perspectives different ways of viewing life and we just need to get that push or that shove back to our own path yes oh my gosh I love that so much we kind of talked about I was just bringing up goodwill hunting before we started recording and like this other idea of like the American dream it's like this mm-hmm. big facade or not facade. If you, It's a real thing for sure of people just like coming, being self-made, working really hard, getting the house, having the family, driving the nice car. And like I advise like when I talk to friends and I have a mastermind is like, let's do a vision cast of what success looks like for you. Like mm-hmm. what does your life look like five years from now? Because if you define it based off of other people, you're going to get there and be super unfulfilled and then even more depressed because then you're like, I'm broken and I can't be fixed because I have everything I want and I'm still not happy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what did it look like for you specifically? Exactly. Yes. Cause everyone's is like so different. It's like, if you want to make like 10 grand every six months, just enough to like get by so you can travel the world and like not have to work that much and like experience things. And like, obviously now it's a little bit challenging, but like, if that's your definition of success, great. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom, great. If you want to be mm-hmm. like all the things, great. And like, whatever that looks like to you, you can't really, I mean, you can look to other people for support and advisement and like take what you want and leave the rest. But I think that's so cool that you do that and recognizing too, it's like you're a coach and you're like, I'm kind of just leading them to the pot of gold that's already within them. And they Mm -hmm. already know the answers, you know? Right. Exactly. (laughs) So all things, um, first of all, I love that you call your audience sunflowers. I'd love to know the history of that. Yeah. You know, I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, I want to create a name or something, a symbol for this community because it's just growing and growing. And I randomly came across some sunflowers on like, what was this? Like highway five, I think. Um, There was like sunflowers on the freeway on the side. And so I was like, wow. I thought about it and I was like, sunflowers are just always, they're just always pointing towards the light. That's all they want to do, point towards the light. Yes. And they won't flourish unless they do. Literally, I, I ended up getting uh, sunflowers from Trader Joe's later. And the next day, like when 
I think I hadn't put it in enough sunlight. It just started drooping really quick. And I'm like, wow, these sure do turn down, turn down really quick compared to other flowers. So it's like, I believe like the community I hope that I'm creating is always trying to search for their own truth, their own, their own light. Mm -hmm. And that they're just always reaching for it. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like, know it's there and it's going to bring you nourishment. And like, I think too, it's like acknowledging, and I think you do this too in your episodes. It's like, there's going to be darkness, but you can't recognize the light without contrast. Right. Those experiences just help you grow. Um, So the self-love fix is your podcast, which is amazing, which I've been talking about kind of this whole time. And so it's really about like this inner work and self-love and respect. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is why do you feel like it's so challenging or maybe you don't, maybe you disagree with this, um, but why do you feel like it's so challenging for us to love ourselves? Oh yeah, that's a great question. Um, this is like my bread and butter. I think <laughs> I think that when it comes to loving ourselves, a big part of the difficulty with it is all of the um, limiting beliefs that we've grown up with or absorbed from other people. It's not like we've done the limiting beliefs, or it's not like we we've told ourselves like, oh, I I sure do want to think badly about myself. It's just like we've absorb these things from the people we've interacted with growing up, our parents, our family members, people we've been in relationships with, all these things, we've absorbed it. And if maybe in childhood, because a lot of what I talk about is codependency and not having that proper foundation from parents a lot of the times where they help you build that self-esteem for yourself. If there wasn't that distinction, that separation between you and them, you're constantly longing for and searching for other people to tell you what your truth is because you've mm-hmm. never been shown that you can find that and cultivate it for yourself. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. So, so I, it's almost oh, like, sorry. I know I, I feel like a, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. I'm just so fired up by everything that you say. So just know, like, if, you want <laughs> me to, if you're like, okay, can I please stop? Just totally say that. It's like, what you're saying is like, these, I, I use like this physical analogy where you put these like glasses on that have these lenses and that's how you start to perceive the world and like all these limiting beliefs, which you don't even realize at the time because you're so little, you just take it as face value. And it could be not even something your parents told you. It could be something that they tell themselves, Mm -hmm. uh, an interaction with them or whatever it is. And instead of questioning these beliefs, which completely drive our lives and the results and our complete world, it's like we just live on autopilot until mm-hmm. an experience or something comes along in most cases where you're like, wait a minute, this can't be it. Like I have not been forgotten or something within you kind of sparks this question, if you will. And mm-hmm. so it's like, gosh, you just like nailed it totally on the head. It's just, it's, it is challenging to love ourselves because of like, I don't, I don't want to say in a negative way, but it's like the baggage that we're brought up um, kind of holding, if you yeah. will. Oh yeah, definitely. It could be the things, just what you said, it could be the things that were said to you or weren't even said to you that you just observed. Either way, it it completely gets incorporated into how you view yourself and um, the world around you. Yeah. And like, 
the whole, the idea too, of what you're talking about with like codependency, mm-hmm. I was super codependent. I still am. My family is me and my sister are, and we just started recognizing this now. And it's like, so funny once you have awareness around it to see the behaviors, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like what we just all do innately and just watching how like my parents and like my grandpa, not my grandpa, actually, he's totally somehow figured it out completely. Um, but there's like, you can just see traces of it once you again, have that awareness around it. Yeah. I used to believe that I love myself and I like, cause I've always been pretty confident. Um, but I feel like inside it wasn't necessarily there and kind of how I mentioned, I'd look outside myself for who I was and approval and things like that. Is this, and this is an odd question, but like, how do we know if we love ourselves? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So I'm a really big believer that like at our core, we like our true, true being our true core is constantly trying to communicate unconditional love for us and constantly trying to get us into that place. Mm -hmm. But again, with all of that stuff we absorb from the outside, we Mm -hmm. kind of get out of alignment with that. Mm -hmm. And so um, what it looks like when we love ourselves is when we start tuning into that that true part of who we are. And that could look like uh, setting boundaries. That can be very scary for people who aren't used to it, but pushing yourself to do um, a small boundary, set a small boundary that shows that you love yourself because you're recognizing who you are apart from somebody else and being like, no, I have to, I have to choose me because nobody else is going to choose me. Mm. And um, boundaries, I think is a number one way it's because boundaries are constantly letting, you know, and letting other people know I'm me and you are you. Yes. So, yeah. So I think boundaries, I think it's also paying attention to how you feel and your intuition. Um, and sometimes we end up ignoring it. It's human. I think it really is human because especially if you've experienced gaslighting or if you've been codependent your whole life, you're just like, okay, I'd rather listen to somebody else because they probably know better than me. But no, the truth is you, you know, you best, you really do. So tuning into that, um, even when it feels scary, even when it feels like, uh, I'm not so sure it demonstrates love. Yes. Oh my gosh. And well, the name of the podcast is called connect back in. And -hmm. the reason why I ended up shifting the branding of it originally, it was like an interview podcast for local business owners here in La Jolla. And then Mm -hmm. I just started doing these riff, uh, interview or like, riff ones by myself where it would be talking all about this. And like, for me, on like the self-development journey and growth and spirituality and all that. It's like the number one thing, every single principle comes back to is self-love. Because if you show up with a thousand percent certainty that you're worthy, that you're enough, mm-hmm. everything else falls into place. Yeah. And it's like you, you, to your point with the boundaries and things like, how do I create boundaries? Hey, imagine yourself with a thousand percent certainty that you're worthy and enough. How would that person respond to this? How mm-hmm. would they show up? And that's like your higher self work, right? But yeah, I'm really close with her. Um, <laughs> her name's Lorelai. <laughs> so I always ask her, and it's like when I can feel my energy off, and like I feel like your internal guidance system when you're feeling anxious or upset or sad or whatever, that's just notifying you. Hey, hey like you're believing something that's not. And so then I'll like tap into her and I'll be like, hey, okay, so what would you do in this situation? And like nine times out of 10, it's the right answer. Um, yes. I'm so deep in it. I can't access her. That happens. I'm still human. Mm-hmm. But like to your point, like the boundaries and just like showing up for yourself and like you do know, you do know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. That was that was perfect. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, I just re- I just reiterated what you just said. So um, it's amazing. <laughs> um, so I feel like there's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to podcasts and do have any, they, they like the tactical ways um, beyond listening to your podcast, The Self-Love Fix, um, to begin healing back to who we truly are. Like what is, I think the first step is the desire. So now we have that. Then would you, do you have like, uh, step-by-step or is it really just kind of feeling into that? Or what would you recommend for someone who's like, you know what, I want to get on the self-love journey? Yeah, I think it could even, one way to start is just really getting to know who you are. Like, what do you like? What do you, how do you like to spend your time? Asking yourself questions like, am I okay with being here right now or interacting with this person right now? Or how do I feel about um, what's going on right now? You know what I mean? Even if you're just like, I don't know, going to the store, um, you're making a meal for yourself, like asking yourself questions, you know, because so many times we're just on autopilot, like we're not even really present and in the moment. And again, that's like disconnecting from ourselves. And like you were saying about feelings, like they're literally communicating to you about who you are. So tapping into that is a great place to start. I think it's so nice that you put it in just such simple terms and like, it's simple, but it's not necessarily easy. And I feel like to anybody who's listening to this and starts doing that, it's okay if you don't know the answers. It could mm-hmm. take you a while if it hasn't been something that you've dived into. Like, I ask myself questions about who I am and what I want all the time, and it changes every single day. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's that too. But it's like I love that because it's such like a you can't create boundaries if you don't know who you are. You can't exactly you know like you can't live your true authentic self if you don't know what that is. And so just sitting down and asking yourself the basic questions of like, what do I want? What's important to me? Um, How do I want to spend my time? Who do I want to surround myself with? And like knowing that everybody has this opportunity within them. Like Mm -hmm. every single person is worthy of figuring this out for themselves. Yeah. And also knowing that like what you said, if you don't have the answers, that's okay too. It it might change. But either way, if it changes every day, it's always gonna put you back in, or point you to who you are eventually or what you really want eventually. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Always like directing you to where you need to go. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So I want to touch really quick, a little bit more on the codependency side, because I Mm -hmm. feel like this was really hard for me to recognize within myself. And it still can be um, because it's such a, like, it's the autopilot thing of just something I was used to living with. Mm -hmm. Um, How can someone recognize if they're codependent? Yeah. So I think there's a, when it comes to codependency, there's so many different facets to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I always try to be careful with this because sometimes people are like, Oh my gosh, I'm codependent. Is that bad? And um, <laughs> it's like, it's like there are um, you know different things that play into it. But overall, uh, I think most people would agree that being codependent is basically being people pleasing or being a people pleaser to the point where if you're not people pleasing, you don't feel safe. Like you don't feel okay. Like uh, serving other people. Your, your motivation for serving other people is based on you feeling okay. So you're doing stuff to fix the um, your outside environment in order to feel okay within is a good summary. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
so okay so it's people pleasing it's trying to like control if you will your external environment um just if anybody's resonating with this it doesn't mean that something wrong with you like there's always opportunities for us to grow and learn (laughs) call me get in contact with her follow her instagram all those Um, yeah and it's it's also um it's also i think it was ross rosenberg who popular popularized i'm struggling to say the word this concept but codependency can also be seen as struggling with self-love like all those points we were talking about earlier being basically being disconnected from yourself because you are uh finding your sense of self with other people so people who are codependent they also in relationships fall like dive in very early um Mm -hmm fall hard and fast for people, then they end up um, in relationships that are very turbulent. And then when and if they do end, it's so devastating. It's like the codependent person has lost themselves because they get their identity from other people. And you, you like almost conform and live the life of the other person. Yeah, exactly. Whatever they like and want, you're adjusting to it. There's yes. no chance you're going to try to, you know, risk not having them because you the a codependent's greatest fear is being alone. Yes. Yeah. Um hard to believe because this hasn't been that long ago. That was exactly me. <laughs> um all of my relationships I was ever in very quickly like wrapped up in each other, high highs, low lows. Mm-hmm. Um really I'd always say like um I don't need to be with someone who makes a lot of money. I'm always going to make my own money. And mm. it's like, yeah, that's, that's okay. But you shouldn't have to like financially support somebody else. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Kids, you cannot see you have major blinders on it. And it's like, I was lucky enough to have support in my life where people be like, well, you know, maybe like they were so kind and supportive of me, but they wanted me to figure it out for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and now looking back in those relationships, and like who I was in there, initially I'd get really sad and just be like, oh my gosh, I just can't believe how much I let myself go. But if it wasn't for those experiences, I wouldn't have learned to like enjoy being alone and loving myself for who I am. And like, I'm full. There's no such thing as like you complete me in my world. I think you're full as you are. And then everything else is an added bonus. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more. It stems from like, I love, that's why I think your work is so unique and cool. And it's like, it stems from self-love. Like, Mm -hmm. again, the Mecca of all things, it's what I want to title this podcast episode is like the codependency thing. If you love yourself with a thousand percent certainty, you know, you're worthy, you know, you're enough. You codependency does, it kind of fixes itself, if you will. um, Once you recognize those things. Mm hmm. Yeah, not necessarily an easy process or a quick overnight one, but definitely it does, it, it corrects the issue. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, or you recognize it at least, for sure. I think oh, it's yeah. always a growing path and like, just like um, self-development in general. I actually, I, I'm really a quote nerd. I don't know if you <laughs> are. I think you kind of are, because I've heard <laughs> a few already on here, which I love. Um, I just want to read this one because I think it's really relevant to just self-development and when you're growing on this path it's not I always have said there is no there but Mm -hmm. it's the idea that there is now so Uh this relationship this title this money this house whatever it is outside ourselves to fulfill us and once we're there then we'll be happy then we'll be fulfilled then we'll be worthy and it's like that bar is always going to continually be raised and so Mm -hmm. When you dive into this work, you start 
working on self-love, maybe recognize they're codependent. Sometimes we can judge ourselves, tie opinions to it and be like, oh my gosh, like I have so far to go. Once I'm cured, quote unquote, or fixed, then I'll be better. But um, let me just dive into this quote really quick that kind of summarizes everything we've been talking about is um, for a long time, it had seemed to me that life was about to begin real life. There was always some obstacle in the way, something to be got through first, some unfinished business, time to still be served, a debt to be paid. Then life would begin. At last, it dawned on me that these obstacles were my life. Hmm. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Wait, who who made that quote? Do you know who was the author of that quote? It's, um, it says Alfred de Souza. Wow. That is such after. a good term. Because it's like, I think we just wait till like once we start working on ourselves and diving into this and all the wonderful things that you've shared today, it's like, it can be overwhelming and we like assume that we're not ready or we're not fixed or whatever. And it's like, that's, this is life. This is mm-hmm. it. Don't, don't waste it waiting for a there that doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was my whole, when I uh, like first started this whole journey, I think I had in initially always felt kind of like that person in a mm-hmm. sense of like, I wasn't looking for a there. I was just like enjoying so much. Well, not always enjoying because this can be really difficult work sometimes, but yeah. I really liked the fact that I, I was holding my own hand and unraveling so many parts that have been, you know, holding me back for so long. So I was just really loving that, that I got the opportunity to do that. And like experiencing the journey. And just yeah. like allowing yourself to be, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Especially coming from like a perfectionism um, background, if you will, not to like define you, but yeah, like in that space, like you sometimes like almost organically shift the perfectionism into the self-development. That's what I did first. So then I found these principles and I'm like, I need to be perfect at these. And then things will get better. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm just doing the same thing <laughs> differently. Yeah. But, um, oh, my gosh. Is there anything that we didn't address you want to talk about? This is so wonderful. Yeah, I think um, something you just mentioned right now uh, is really important to note because I feel like when it comes to communicating this with other people, right? Like that's with you talking about how you're really enjoying self-development and um, talking about that and exploring it. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's definitely where it comes to that, where you come to that place where you're like, oh, I have to be really perfect at this. It it might just jump back. Sometimes old like wounds jump out in different scenarios. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that was what happened to me too. When I first started a podcast, I was like, whoa, wait, you know, it's like, it's a constant cycle. And then you just have to face it and be like, are you going to choose to, you know, make yourself a project or choose to just embrace it and take it like nothing. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's okay. Step by step. Yes. Yes. My gosh. Yeah. That's really beautiful. It's really Mm -hmm. beautiful. Okay. So if you want to hear more from Beatrice, um, check out her podcast, The Self-Love Fix. It is amazing. She has tons of episodes on there. And some of them are really short. So it's great. You can just literally while you're, I mean, who puts on makeup these days? I did today for the first time in a while. But while you're brushing your teeth or whatever, just put it on. It has over 800 five-star reviews. 
Um, so she's doing something right. And um, also just want to let you know that she is offering anybody who's listening today um, a PDF copy of her free workbook, The Anatomy of Self-Love. I will have it linked in the show notes. And I downloaded it myself and I've started working on it. Um, I think it just kind of what you were saying earlier of just like asking those simple questions, it kind of goes a little bit deeper than that. So somebody who's ready to take that next step, maybe this podcast motivated you or you're already on the journey and you want to dive in deeper. I highly recommend you check that out and check out Beatrice. And thank you so much again for sharing your wisdom and spending the time with me today. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was so awesome. I hope everyone gets a chance to check out that workbook. I think it will definitely help you. Um, It's a good starter point. It is. No matter where you are. (laughs) Yeah. No matter where you are. Yeah. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In, and thank you for listening.